tension and then you like went way too far and you like kicked your own leg out. I don't need anybody on my side except for me. So so what is you and your one leg? Together, I'm pretty sure. We ate nacho cheese at his fucking yes. house. House. That, that wasn't true, actually. I didn't. Eat, I didn't eat that. I did not actually eat that. You didn't. You're telling no. me you did, did not dip terrible. a pretzel in I'm that nacho sure cheese. That no, that was, so that was you. That was Brett was eating that shit with a spoon. Literally, it was Jared ate all of that shit. You were sitting next to me, and I watched him high devour that whole bowl. As what Trevor was doing. The shit tasted like a can, dude. I was like, yeah, it's not good, but it is amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. All right. What, one. Is, what is the hierarchy <laughs> of nacho cheese, though? Like, I love nacho cheese, but like, it's is, all S tier, dude. It's, it's, not so it's just all S tier. Okay. It's all either. I was trying to pull a Trevor right there. Okay. It's all either S tier or F tier, though. everybody dungeon master blake here thanks so much for listening to dice boys again this week great to have you all here sharing in the gaming and the good times speaking of good times it is getting buck wild up in this story so let's do a let's do a quick recap and then get into it last time on their way back from seeking out useful information and magic items or wasting time shopping, depending on who you ask. Yon Yon, Biggle, Alok, and Matias discovered that the party was wanted for suspected terrorist acts in the Port of Legs. Unsure what they had done to deserve such attention, they nevertheless had a metaphorical fire lit under them to hurry up about their business and get out of town. When they got back to the inn, though, Dodge and TP were nowhere to be seen. Thankfully, Matias was able to turn into a dog to get Dodge's trail, guiding the party into the sewer in pursuit of their companions. Dodge and TP had indeed gone into the sewer, where tensions between the two of them escalated as Dodge, compelled by both his roguish audacity and the prompting of his magical dagger, drug a reluctant TP forward. And it wasn't long before they encountered deadly blade-spewing constructs known as Threshers and had to retreat through some underwater tunnels, eventually emerging in a recessed pool in a cavern containing a large, beautiful, mysteriously emanating stone wall that TP called the Singing Door. What is this door, and who are the figures in the cavern with it? And will the rest of the party be able to catch up in time to help Dodge and TP, who are quite literally stuck between a rock and a threshing room? Let's find out. Let's go down to the basement, sit at the table, and roll some dice. Having swam to the absolute edge of your limits till your lungs felt like they were going to just shred themselves apart and your chest felt like it was being crushed, you at last burst through the surface of this just disgusting, rancid, murky water. A drenched TP treads water next to you. His furry face is soaked and matted, and you struggle to gasp for air while also heeding his reminder to maintain a stealthy silence. The cuts in your flesh from your encounter with the Threshers just moments ago 
are already beginning to sting, promising probably future infections. Um, Being the experienced survivalist that you are, though, you push aside the pain and the potential panic. You calm your body and you take in your surroundings. You are in a circular recessed pool somewhere in a large cavern stalactites hanging down water dripping from them uh the rim of the pool is up a a little higher than the surface of the water so that makes it difficult from your vantage in the water to fully assess the size of the cavern that you're in or even where in it you are but um the cavern itself looks to be about 60 feet tall um Off to your right, kind of in the northeast direction of the cavern, you see just this massive, mysterious stonework wall or slab, which TP has pointed out to you as the singing door. And indeed, there is a dim, almost otherworldly choral sound Uh, that seems to periodically emit from its motif-etched edifice. But the other sound that's filling the cavern is this harsh, ringing hammering and chiseling coming from these five dwarf creatures. They are um, standing on scaffoldings that uh, surround this, quote, singing door, and their backs are turned toward you. Uh, you get the sense that the distraction of their work seems maybe to be the only reason that they haven't noticed you or TP yet. Uh, as you tread water, what do you do now? Uh, they, you said dwarf. They look like dwarfs. Yes. Um, they have. They all have white hair. One of them has a uh, completely shaved head with a tattoo on it. Um, but other than that, uh, their, their skin is very, very pale too, almost albino like. I'm gonna, uh, TP's looking at you wide eyed. TP, I gotta be honest. I do not feel amazing right now. Is there somewhere in here you think we could hunker down for a few minutes? Uh, he says, well, the last time I was here, there weren't, uh, he's, he's whispering. I don't know if I can do a whisper. I don't know if Come I on. can do a give whisper. It a, give it a try. Well, the last time I, no, that's not going to work. Uh, he says, uh, that he tells you that the last time he was here, there weren't five strange dwarf creatures and a bunch of scaffolding. Uh, he says, as far as I know, there's only one other way out. do tell he says uh, on the north side of the cavern there was a collapse that created a hole it was out of this hole that mm, we eventually encountered I, I believe you called him Horatio mm, right Horatio. Is he, uh, what's he look like right now? Is he still looking like a 
halfling? No, TP took the hat off um, the moment you guys got in the sewer. He, he like almost frustratedly. The hat of disguise. So he's def he's full rat mode right now. And he, he looks even more animalistic with given having swam through this water and the way that his fur is all matted and gross. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say. <clears throat> all right. Let me see that hat for a few minutes. Roscoe's hat. All right. He uh, he sloshes around in the water and hands it to you. And I'm going to tell him to. Uh, what I would like to do is climb out. Great. Get him to set a lookout on the north door. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put on the hat and make myself look like Chaz. A.K.A. Yes. Horatio. A.K.A. Horatio. Chaz Hestron. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to approach the door. Approach where, where the dwarves are working? This, yes. Okay. Sopping wet. You put your arms, you reach up, grab the, this ledge of rock, and hoist yourself up. And, and the slosh of you coming out of the water is, again, masked by the hammering of these dwarves. Who are speaking, do you, do you speak dwarvish, by the way? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, they're, they're talking to themselves every now and then. Uh, um, as they're hammering so away, it's, but so it's dwarvish though. Yes, nothing weird. No, I mean you you would recognize it as dwarvish. It yeah. sounds dwarvish to you. Um, and you slosh out. You put the hat on. You can't tell because you are still soaked. But uh, you emerge out of this pool, and you get a better sense of this room. Um, there are some rubble piles. Kind of uh, in the center of the room, uh, there's also some uh, big cracks and crevasses in the room that have filled with water. One of them is covered with a bridge, and that is because, just as TP said, up in the up in the kind of the north side of the room of this cavern, there is a spot where the the wall collapsed and opened up a tunnel. That leads off into darkness, and it's uh, it's raised up about five feet on a on a platform of rock. Mm -hmm. This tunnel access. Oh, I should mention um, back in the old times, back in the days when me and TP used to run around, we had you know our classic lookout um, danger <laughs> sound. Okay. So there's no need for us to you know. We already know. You already know. That, you know, you just, uh, you it's like this particular bird that um, lived around. A cave <laughs> bird. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. TP, he says. So, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. The old cave bird. Oper Operation cave bird den. Yes. <laughs> just the classic thing. You know, TP looks out. He gives me the old bird sound if there's somebody coming. Okay. 
I know one in there business. is going to like question the fact that there might be a bird in that cage. Uh, who knows, man? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a stalag finch, maybe, maybe it came out of the singing door, Trevor. Uh, you watch a cave bird fly by between the stalactites. Yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Isn't AKA that just a bat? A bat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did we just <laughs> reverse I mean, you're a bat. He, made bats. I mean, he, he invented them. He could have said bat, but he said bird. I mean, yeah. Well, because no, we didn't used to run bird. around in caves. Yeah. Bats don't exist in this world. There's only street. cave birds. <laughs> We're street this is, ruffians, you yeah. know. Yeah. Youths. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. So you approach. And birds are just winged lizards. You slowly approach. <laughs> where these dwarves are working on this door. And you can see even closer now this motif that runs across it in a language, uh, in symbols that you don't recognize or understand. And uh, it, it seems to have some sort of pattern to it, uh, this motif, but you're not really sure what. But they are very clearly trying to excavate maybe around it or find... Uh, hinges or any kind of symbol, and they're having a hard time. You can see uh, up to the up near near the tunnel at the north. There's some boxes of supplies and like broken tools laying near there. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna pull my dagger out, okay, and say to it, well, "What do you got on this?" Uh, okay, okay. When you pull. The dagger out. <laughs> oh, God. When you pull the dagger out, um, something big happens. The first thing you hear in your head is Neil Ahoyam saying, That cheating whore! Oh. Hey, easy, bud. And... Before you can even really react, the door just bursts out a... Just a massive booming... Uh, it's almost like, like, like it's, it's like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, when the alien spaceship finally responds to the music that they're making. Mm -hmm. It's just so big and loud this burst of song that comes from this door, this chord, this deep resonant chord. And your mind goes blank. Sick. Great place for that. And a memory comes pummeling its way into your brain. You don't you don't necessarily remember having this memory but it still feels like it feels like you it feels like you in the memory um it's, it's like something that you forgot that you knew uh, and and you're de you're definitely seeing through your own eyes as you have this this flashback you are standing in what looks like the main chamber of some sort of stone temple there's there's no windows to the outside and only one large wooden double door leading into this chamber. In the center of the chamber is an arch of stone, tall, like eight foot tall arch of stone with some sort of carving running uh, all along its surface. And, and there's nothing under the 
arch. You can pass through it. You can see through it. There's just nothing. Um, laying on the ground, unconscious and near death, are your former companions, your former, quote, friends. Now, you had been able to surprise Nakatomi and take him out before you could get the spell off. Amadeus, though, was a different matter. He absolutely would have bashed your skull in without the help of Nilahoyim. Ahead of you, only about a dozen feet away, Trillium is still in her trance trying to complete the ritual. And you don't know how much time you have before she's done, but it can't be long at all. So, bloodied and determined, you clench your dagger tighter, and you focus your gaze on her, and you move toward her very quickly. And when you are mere inches away, she opens up her eyes and looks right at you. And her eyes are so full of light that they almost sing. It's, it's painful for you to see. Uh, it stops you just long enough for her to look at you with kind of a, a, a with a sad peace. And she says, I'm sorry. With a smile. And then the light seems to just burst her open with an otherworldly ringing. And it begins to fill the room and it blinds you in until there's nothing you can see but white. And at this point, Dodge, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Twelve. Okay. You scream out in pain. Ah! In the mi- <laughs> in Wait, the- so this was all a memory? Yes. Okay. You scream at, you're back in the cavern with this door and these dwarves and TP, and you scream out in pain, and you grab your head. The hat is not there. It has fallen off. You hear TP give the... <laughs> the cave. Sorry, bird. what was the noise though? <laughs> but it matters. <laughs> Some bird, huh? And all these dwarves turn at you, and one of them in common says to you, Wrong fucking cave, bro. Uh, Meanwhile, The rest of you are in this narrow tunnel in the sewers. The, the drip of the rain on the surface is trickling down the walls, coming through storm grates. And you are standing by these three corpses of rat folk. You're being led by Matthias in tiger form, uh, following the trail of Dodge and TP. And you found these, the, the corpses of these rat folk in this tunnel. Uh, it was a dog. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Matthias, you were a dog. You can say that kind of stuff into the mic. 
It's not going to offend me. You don't have to try and whisper it across uh, the table. Yeah. Uh, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Blake, I'm a dog. Uh, Someone is just going to be like, yeah, they're going to hear it, dude. Um, yeah, so you're following Matthias in dog form as uh, he basically bloodhounds uh, the track of Dodge and TP. Okay, motorcycle guy. Um, that, was, that was a truck, dog. It <laughs> was not a motorcycle. It was a car with no muffler. Yeah. <laughs> or a no that catalytic was a, converter. Yeah, yeah, that was dude. a turtle shell with some bees in it. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh, you're, fo- you're following TP and Dodge um, because you know that there's a wanted. you're all wanted people at this point. What? We found the posters the like on the way. Not wanted in a good way. Uh, Finally. So you're, Finally. Standing by the, yeah, yes. you're standing by these rat folk corpses, uh, and you know that the trail leads on. What, it, what do you guys do? I just think we continue to follow him. You know, Matias is leading the way, so. Yeah, I assume he's able to smell them. I, yeah, yeah. I also, think I rolled like a 20 on my yeah. track, no, yeah, so I, we're good. I, I established yeah. that at this point, you, Matias... You, not even when you're a dog, but you, Matias, know what TP smells like and what Dodge smell like. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm. I feel like they're going. They're going <laughs> like the worst smelling. Almost as fast as Biggle can go in the dark. Yes, like through the sewer. Like, yes, it's all. It's too fast for me, but I'm like keeping up. Yeah, great, awesome. I love it. Um, do you want me to carry you? No. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, at this point, you're Matthias. You know, uh, not everyone else can really pick this up, but you know that the scent's getting stronger. You're, you you know that you're closing the gap on the amount of time that, like, you're closing the time because you started out with mm-hmm. Dodge being almost about an hour ahead of you guys. You know that you're you're maybe less than half that at yeah, this point. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going full speed. I'm. I don't know. I don't even know what form I'm in. Okay, All I yeah. know is I am going toward the scent. You are deliriously single-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you guys follow the scent. Uh, you follow Matthias following the scent. And eventually you come uh, to a, a doorway that is cracked open that looks like it's leading into another large chamber. Yeah. Up ahead of you guys, you see uh, this door that's been left open, presumably because Josh and TP came through it. And you see that it leads into this large cylindrical chamber about 40 feet above you as you come into the room is uh, what looks like a, a sewer grate. It's dripping down into it, into this chamber. And there is a ladder running all the way up the center. And from the doorway that you guys come out, there's a narrow scaffolding that leads out to the ladder in the center of the room with uh, kind of a walkway around the ladder. And then the ladder goes down to another similar uh, platform and scaffolding and another doorway about 15 feet down. And then it continues to go down to another scaffolding and platform another 15 feet down, so like 30 feet down all the way. And at the bottom of this, just dripping... pouring water into this room from the storm drain and the rain up ahead is uh, just water cascading down into this pool at the bottom. I would like all of you to give me a perception roll. Matthias, you don't get advantage on this one. Okay. Not 20. 
14. Who needs it, bro? Who needs advantage? 20 natural. Nice. The dog man. The dog man keeps going. 21. Okay. I rolled a two. Plus, what did you say? Sorry. Perception. <laughs> you, exactly. you get those Trevor players in there. Yeah. 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 I was joking. Take me home. <laughs> Take me home, modifiers. Yeah. I was, I was joking. Plus 18. But I'm going to commit to my joke by looking at my modifiers. <laughs> but I was joking. Uh, <laughs> I commit, dude. 100%. Uh-huh. <laughs> Roll tape. As you were going, heading into this room... Matthias, you noticed a rune on the wall. And it is a strange arcane rune, and it has got a dim blood red color to it. And immediately, all of you, except maybe Yon Yon, who's distracted by the water, hear... Or I don't know what. Wow. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> so I can, bro! You sewage, take a look at this water. water too. So wet. <laughs> I'm distracted. I'm just like thinking about spells and stuff. Like what I'm gonna need. <laughs> He's, He's trying, trying to remember undead creatures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? How am I gonna kill this guy? You hear this loud hum. This. And it gets louder, louder and louder, very fast. And as you all are on the scaffolding, coming out of the door into this room, into this large cylindrical chamber, this ringing echoes over the sound of the water gushing in and popping out of the door down in the middle. Two inexplicable floating metallic balls with blades swirling around them like the rings of Saturn come flying up out of this door toward you. Let's all roll initiative. Sick. I was about to say, that's not great. And then I looked at Brett's roll and I was like, yeah. better than that. Dude, I rolled the three, bro. Ooh, I rolled a one. Crashed. I got a 14. Hell yeah, dude. It's your sh- time to shine, Durple. It's always my time to shine. Not Durple. Biggle. <laughs> Biggle. These are, these campaign. Dude, these are... <laughs> he does it every time, bro. <laughs> these are constructs, though. This is like your fucking jam. Um, Matthias, what did you roll? Uh, 10. Okay. I know how to stop them. I'm going to throw a rock at them. A-lock, you said what? Uh, Uno. Okay. That means I go first, right? <laughs> nice try. Uh, do you add proficiency to a one roll? Yeah, I got a two. Uh, I got initiative. I have no, a plus on your initiative. Not a, what? Oh, a three. One. Okay. Hard three. Dodge, why don't you go ahead and roll for me as well? Classic dodge roll. <laughs> That's a natural one. <laughs> Dude, both oh of us. That can, man. How can Fuck we both can. be number one? <laughs> you... <laughs> Do we roll uh, at the same time? Is that how it works? I'm okay, telling I'm just you. to calculate the odds right now that that would have happened. I'm telling you, you are going to roll a 20 at the most important of times. Or not. I always do. Mm. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. This is how this is going to work. I'm just going to keep the initiative order that we have. And when it gets to uh, anyone. So basically, 
simultaneously we have you guys fighting in this uh we have biggle matthias alok and yon yon encountering these threshers in this cylindrical room in this cylindrical chamber at the same time that dodge and tp have been found out in the uh in the cavern in the in the cavern with the singing door because his hat fell off yeah from from the shock of the um the door blast the door memory blast gotcha uh question what's up with this ladder at the top does it just like splinter oh yeah so the ladder that's running up the center of the room uh it, it clearly has broken it doesn't make it all the way up to the to the manhole cover at the street level okay and it's broken and it's just kind of bent over in the middle uh, not kind of it is bent over in the middle of the air there um question yes again mm-hmm. is it possible to from this vantage point on the like elevated highest floor that we can be on possible right now mm-hmm. can we jump all the way down into the water yes okay good to know uh all right so we're getting into it biggle yes you are at the top of the order these constructs that you have you've never seen anything like this and they come hovering into the room and they're coming toward the four of you what do you do well it's my time to shine so I am going to use my bonus action to cast a spell called Machine Speech. <laughs> what? Fuck yes. Oh, no. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to oh, me, baby. No. Uh, it's not as good as what you think it is. Oh. But, uh, it's not as good so, as Machine Command. <laughs> highest of highs and the lowest of lows. All of a sudden, you guys hear it. Um, I... Just like techno coming out my, of my mouth. Yeah, like my <laughs> voice changed to, changes to this like weird guttural like uh, like robot sounds basically. Mm-hmm. And I am um, he's king of all robots. Like now. robot sounds, you know. For the yeah. next sixty minutes, uh, give me he's a robot king sound. Of all so the robots communicating in like whirring clicks and machine sounds, like okay, all that cool stuff. Gotcha. So, We're all there. So at the end of my next turn, all of my clockwork spells that I cast have advantage on attack rolls or their targets have disadvantage. Okay. On saving throws. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to hide behind a lock. And then <laughs> what did you say to them, man? <laughs> what did you say to them? Well, I can't do anything else, dude. Wait, well, what are you saying to them? Like, no, 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 no. You're okay. telling them like, then I'm going to hit me, hit um, me. And then hide I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to imbue. Um, I'm going to reach into my pocket and grab my three or three little stones. And I'm going to mm-hmm. turn them into magic stones and chuck one at a guy. Great. I love it. You. So I get advantage on this. Yes. You huck one of your so, stones at your magic stones at these whirring constructs as they come floating inexplicably through this cylindrical room. Yeah. So I think the way this works is that I make an attack, but I get to use my spell attack modifier, mm-hmm. not like a ranged attack. Okay. And then it's 1d6 damage plus my intellect modifier. Okay, sure. Is the way I have it you, written down as the damage. You tell me cuz I don't I'm not familiar with like the the but nuances make, of this. I class. make a ranged spell attack. Okay, great. 
at advantage, which right? Which is, yes. Where's my other of the ones? Just so you know, you're doing it right now. I'm doing what? The buff, dude. You're buffing. We no, talked about earlier. This is just regular advantage, my dude. Okay, so it's a 9 plus 6, so 15. It hits off one of these spinning blades. Son of a bitch. And clatters I say against. son of a bitch, but it comes out like... All right. Uh, and they laugh at me. Yeah, if, they, hear if the machines could laugh me. or could experience humor. <laughs> yeah. They're uh, constructs, dude. You don't know what they know. You're you're right, Aaron. I, Blake the DM, who I know. created them, has no idea what they know. They you don't speak machine speech, dude. <laughs> if they can experience carnage, can they not also experience... Love? Yes. But without experiencing carnage, you can't experience love. Oh, that God. Just, oh, God. Uh, it's e- true, dude. The equalizer of it, right? <laughs> Speaking of carnage and love, or mostly carnage, uh, Dodge, back in the chamber... Oh, no, carnage. These pale dwarves... One of them is on the ground. The rest of them are up on scaffolding. So that might buy you some time. But the one that was on the ground that uh, looked at you and said, wrong fucking cave, bro. Uh, he is, he's got his, his, his head is completely shaved and he has a tattoo of a dragon. There's no need for that, fella. Uh, he doesn't seem to want to parlay. And he comes at you with his pick. And he's going to hit you. Oh, no. Oh, God. How much does he hit me for, Blake? It's going to not feel good. Uh, It's six damage. Oh, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) And you see the other ones are starting to get down off the scaffolding. And one of them is up super high. He's up about 16 feet on the scaffolding. He jumps down, and in the middle of his jump, enlarges to be oh about uh, eight to ten feet big. And you, that none of them, none of the rest of them can get to you right now. Uh-huh. But they're coming for you. They're gonna, they're gonna put you dick down in the dirt. <laughs> and it sure just, seems that way. Uh, you hear uh, TP. St- he stopped making the bird noise, the cave bird noise. Yes. Uh, you take a glance back, and you see him peeking up over the edge of the pool. And he just looks at you, his fur matted and wet, and he says, Survival over everything. And dips back down into the pool. Yeah, that checks out. Matthias, you are a dog on this scaffolding. I'm a dog on a scaffolding, and that does not feel good. I assume it's like the kind of like corrugated steel. Yes, right? yes, like the, di- yeah. like the oh, diamond the steel. Pads. Dogs fucking hate that. So I feel like the moment that like <laughs> you hate it. my this dog paws pack. touch it, it ju- I immediately just turn back into Matthias because I'm not even thinking about what form I'm in. Right. You, you rematialized. Um, You're re- like, re- I re-matialized. need shoes now. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 uncomfortable. Um, and 
where tell me where these things are they are so you guys came out of a door that's about midway up this cylindrical just, just tell me like room. are they like directly below me are they like below into the sides uh they're a little bit below into the sides yeah are they congregated close to one another no no they're doing a good job of they're spacing. going wow like they're kind of crisscrossing zigzagging their way up toward uh you can make an insight roll if you'd like yeah i would love to do that um i know a lot about that attack pattern alpha <laughs> yeah, it's so exactly that's, what they're doing. How did you? It's machine speaks. I know, dude. I heard it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they yeah, are like uh, attack pattern they, alpha. They're <laughs> saying it out loud. Can't you guys hear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. Um, <clears throat> they they seem to be uh, programmed, if you will, to to approach where this uh, rune went off and to approach it a certain way, so that they maximize their ability to see or sense whatever may have triggered this uh rune. Okay. With so, a 24, I will I will I'll tell you this. With a 24, they're moving in such a way that indicates that they need to be able to have some sort of proximity towards something in order to even know that it's there. Destroy the gym. <laughs> Destroy the gym. Um, what I am going to do is with that knowledge, I am going to hold my action. Mm -hmm. And the trigger is when both of them are in range of the rune close to one another. Okay. Okay. And that's what i'll tell you great yeah uh well it is their turn next and they are zigzagging their way up through this cylindrical mm -hmm. column at at an angle and they are coming toward the scaffolding that uh, all four of you are on and you watch closely as they approach and at one point their zigzag crosses and they're the i, I should clarify that the rune is kind of behind you as you would enter this room so yeah i imagine i'm in between them and the rune. that's correct yes and so at one point they they crisscross as they're getting close to to you all and they look like they're about to stop as though they have now sensed i mean they're only 15 feet away from you at this point. Yes, and I cast Thunder Wave. Fantastic. Echoing over the sound of this water cascading into this room and over the sound of these ringing things, just the booming thunder of Matthias's Thunder Wave. They have to make saves? Uh, con save. Oh, God. Con save got to be to 13. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I rolled very well for both of God them. damn it. Wait, I want to make sure. Do they only have disadvantage when I cast the spell? I'm going to check. I'm pretty sure that that is the case. It only applies to spells that you cast against them. Yeah. Pretty sure oh, that's yeah, what yeah, you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just double checking. Yeah, worth it. I just wanted to steal the spotlight for one second. You're always in the spotlight, bud. All right. Yeah. It's hot in here. Yeah. Well, uh, they seem to sense 
the magic coming toward them. Uh, no, 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 no. What happens is you you boom this thunder and they they shift a little bit. They uh, they tilt like a planet tilts an orbit as this thunderous wave hits them, but it doesn't seem to affect them. And then you, all four of you, watch as the tops of them open up. Actually, no, they can't do that. Don't they take half damage? They do. Oh, yeah, okay, go ahead and roll damage. Yeah, they take half damage. Um, that's going to be seven damage each. That's after it's half? That's after yep. half, baby. Yeah, nice. baby. I rolled an eight and a six. Taste it. Um... Uh, and then the question is, in the 15-foot cube, was is there anything movable that could have gotten thrown about? Mainly, uh, does the scaffolding hold? The scaffolding holds, okay. yeah. The ladder shakes, for sure. Okay. It shakes in the middle of the room. Uh, and Alok, you actually watch as the top of it, from this shaking, rickety ladder, the top of it peels back a little bit more. Um. I guess we aren't getting out that way. <laughs> so, uh, they are, they have an ability that, uh, hasn't recharged since they used it on Dodge not too long ago. Uh, so you guys are actually very fortunate that Dodge, uh, meat shielded that for you. Um, so they are trying to, it looks like they're just trying to come towards you with their, their swinging, whirring blades to just ram into you. Uh, but they don't have enough movement to get there yet. Yon Yon, it's your turn. What do you do? Uh, I'm just going to cast Chromatic Orb at them. Okay, great. What kind of damage are you choosing? Mm. What are machines most afraid of? Probably Thunder. I imagine would be pretty bad for them. Um, uh, maybe Electricity? Rust. Rust damage. Rust damage. Water damage. I don't That's not an option. Acid? Yeah, I'm going to do Acid. Probably okay. Makes the most sense. Just a yeah, nice well. etching. What if they have a nice alloy? Yeah, the forge lines of their... All right. Chromatic orb at one of these two whirring tiny um, Saturn planets. 17? Absolutely hits. Sick. Where's my bag at? There's so much shit open right now. There's a lot of shit on the table. Yeah. I also, too, have four books in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> It's, does, it seems does when playing like D&D. a real solvable problem. Yep. And your name is Trevor. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm still trying to find that undead categorization, you know? <laughs> no, I got it. Uh, I'm just going to roll this in. Now he's just reading about it. Or <laughs> he found uh, 12. It's got different source material. Yeah. 13 yeah. damage. Hell yeah. But you hmm. see this orb of acid. <laughs> floats through the room almost in slow motion but fast enough to smash into one of these things and it corrodes some of the casing on the outside of it uh alok what do you do punch the casing (laughs) uh i'm just wondering yeah like with acid damage like does that linger like if i swing my axe on it am i going to get like acid on my axe You'll be fine. I think okay. you'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I bro, don't step on my axe. <laughs> but then, dude, if you, you get some of the acid on your axe and then you hit something else with it, I know, then it like, transfers that acid I want to put on the, the blade. thing. Yeah. I spend my action pondering if my axe is going to be okay. <laughs> the, acid, <yeah. laughs> the acid has done what the acid is going to do. 
Okay. The acid will do no more. It is magical acid. It is now gone. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sweet. Um, Please tell me you're going to hit it with your axe then after this whole conversation. Don't. Thinking about it. I was, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a thought. Yeah, um, dude, hit it with the flat side. <laughs> I'll tell you what's helping you guys a lot right now is that Matthias waited till they were closer to kind of, to, you allowed these things to close the gap because if they were floating through the empty space of this chamber, it would have been really hard for you to attack them with a melee attack. But I'm going to say that you can reach out to them from this narrow scaffolding that you're on. I can hit both with like you, a spin move. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? That's his takeaway from what you just said. I'm just gonna what say you this. just said equals I can hit them both. Like, with a like you just, just so you no. know, you Blake. What you counted? What okay. thirty? We did thirty. You can attack one or the other. This is how D and D works. Thirty-seven episodes. The game in, that we've been playing forever. No, yeah. dude. See if there's dude, a. I have, have a vision. I'm an acrobat. It says on my. Sheet. <laughs> I pull out my trapeze. I swing and do a hey, double man. axle backflip. Listen, uh, Blake. I've been waiting it's for on his to sheet. be a scaffolding all Would you season. like to audit his sheet? It's on there. Yeah, tell me it's not colored in yeah. right now. It says acrobatics right here. I'm an acrobat. Matter of fact, I'm an acrobat too. <laughs> hey, what do you know? We should have joined the circus instead of doing this adventure thing. What are you doing, A-Lock? <laughs> So I think we landed like on spin I'm pretty move. Sure I already right told <laughs> yeah, the a pure, spin the move that's going to hit attack. one of them. Okay, what if I have like halvesies, like I choke down uh-huh. and like swing the <laughs> oh widest spin move I can do? Like, don't you? You're get still a, only going to hit one of them. Don't okay. you get uh, your superiority dice or something? You can do an extra attack. Yeah, yeah. Spin superiority move spin move. Yeah. I have second win in action. I don't surge. think pure away yeah. axe attack is a superiority. Fine. Well, then I guess I'll just. Hit one with halvesies. All right. Go right in the middle. Uh, you do spin graciously and beautifully in the air. Thank you. That's Inexplicably, a... like Chris Farley in the Chippendales sketch. Right. So that's a 21. Hits. Cool. Super hits. <laughs> that's... Uh... We that was your definition of grace. Yeah, that was That's... that was where that that was from the ether you pulled grace from that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Like Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Somewhere in between. Yeah. The machines are like, damn. Going, dude. <laughs> All right. Let's go down to the club He's got later. Jumps. All right. Here we go. Nice. Uh, 15 plus 15 uh, damage yeah 15 plus how did that happen five wait what 15 plus five yeah 2d12 2d12 that's only when you throw it oh sorry my bad i'll let you take the higher of the two okay well then for your damage Uh, roll 16 16 damage oh my god this thing is sparks are coming off of it one of its whirring blades it goes falls off down and plunges into the water down far below you are on the edge of destroying this thing sick speaking of on the edge dodge so did i see somebody coming in that door uh in the hallway behind like past like what what was uh going on with tp making that sound uh tp 
Oh, it, he made the sound because they noticed. He noticed that they noticed you. <laughs> oh shit! And Thank he you. noticed that your the hat fell off. Right. Yeah, Fair. that's that's the reason TP made the sound. He didn't he didn't make the sound because anyone else entered the room. He made the sound just because like, uh oh, danger! You're about to get found out. You're yelling because you're in pain for some reason that I don't understand. Um. I am going to just grab the hat and fly through the doorway in the north, like at the top of the room. Okay. Yeah. And I will put the hat back on my head. But this time, I'm, after I get out the doorway, out of sight of these dwarf dipshits, mm-hmm. this time I want to look like Betty, though. Okay, great. So here's here's a couple things that I'll say. One, you're going to have to take the disengage action as a bonus action if you don't want this guy to have an attack That's opportunity fine. on you. Okay, which you can do as a rogue. Yep. And then, and then I'll take your the boost dash. of flying. You're just going to arc your way toward this hallway, uh, this this collapsed opening at the north end that leads to uh, that has created a tunnel. I can disengage and dash. Yes, right? correct. So yeah, you I'm disengage as a bonus action and then take the dash action. So you move your speed, which is sixty feet. Yeah. Uh, 30 feet times two yep. when you dash. Uh, and yeah, I imagine you flutter your way across this cavern. Like a grasshopper. Yes, exactly. A grasshopper-like arc onto this five-foot ledge down into this tunnel. And you get a few feet down the tunnel and you realize that there is a door at the end, a double door. And it looks metal. And it looks very not open. Okay, I'm gonna try to open it. <laughs> Do you mean metal like? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it it, it has it, just it, says it, it says at the top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The neon light signs. Yeah, it, it, it says door, but the edge of the D and the bottom of the R have the Metallica things coming down. Yeah, sick. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you get to the door and it's very locked. There's no handles. And there is, next to the door in the cavern wall, is what looks like a slot. Like we, we, what, we re- would, what we would recognize as a key card slot. Okay. I'm going to um, take the hat off and put it back on. Okay. And now I would like to look like the metal lady. <sighs> okay. Like the who? Like the thing that stabbed you at the end of season three. Oh, the shapeshifter, yes, the shapeshifter that uh, that Horatio, aka Chaz, referred to as Regan. Yes. Back at the top of the order, in this cylindrical room, your ears still ringing from Matthias's thunder blast, Alok bashing into this one floating, whirling blade machine. Biggle, what do you do? Um. The the one is like almost dead. Yes. Okay. I'm it, gonna, it's very. I mean, you would know that this thing is. Yeah. I'm gonna throw another stone at it. Okay. Great. And you have advantage on this attack yep. still because your machine yep. speak is still going. Yep. I don't know where my other. Thank you. Yeah. Hits. Okay. What'd you uh, what would what'd you roll? Uh, Twenty something. Yeah. So Can confirm. Six. Does hit. Yeah, you annihilate this thing. Eight. Yeah, you. Yeah, this, you're, it had one hit point left. It explodes 
with the most ferocious explos- explosion and it kills the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's already dead. You hit it into that. All right. Uh, yeah, Alok, you 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 put your arm up and shield your face as bits of machine just <laughs> scatter as this thing. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great. It just traded that word. Nice. I cry a little bit because I hear it crying as it dies. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just shed, just shed single, a single tear. 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 Good night, sweet prince. Uh, the craftsmanship. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Dude, for real, though. Yeah. Uh, back in the cavern, Dodge, you have turned yourself into uh, looking like this shimmering, diamond shimmering, shifting creature. That you've only encountered once. Correct? Yes. Okay. Um, the. I'm going to, as soon as I've done that, I'm going to come storming back like out of the doorway. Right. When we'll say that's what you're doing as, because it's the, it's these dwarves turn. Uh, the one that was on the ground is closest to you. And. Uh, hmm. I have to think about how I'm going to adjudicate this. Why don't you... You're you're trying to make them think that you're this creature, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stops and says, Whoa! Uh, go ahead and make a deception roll. Deception, you say? Yes. That looks a lot like a 23. Okay, he says, uh, I... Was that... I, I, I'm so sorry, madam. Please, just, we're, we, we were working. We thought we were being uh, intruded on. Don't tell Larry. I'm just going to, like, gesture with my hand, like, as if they may continue working. Okay. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah. Uh, sorry. We didn't mean to. We'll, we're making great progress here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's going great. Um, I'm just going to turn around and walk away. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, You hear him yell in dwarvish at the rest of the other dwarves that are getting down off the scaffolding he yells and they and uh they climb back up on the scaffolding and start getting back to work and you're walking back down this hallway i guess i'm gonna go down the hallway yeah okay nowhere else to go the good news is there's good and bad news here oh god the good news is that the door opens yeah, I forgot about that. The bad news is that there are two figures standing in the doorway when it opens. Okay. One of them is a kobold. This little dog, lizard, dragon yeah. creature. Yes. Uh, and he's wearing a helmet that looks like... Do you remember the old Warner Brothers cartoons with the Martian guy? Yes. Yes. Marvin the Martian. Yeah, that one. The Spartan helmet. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the Flintstones. I'm thinking of the Flintstones. The the uh, the guy that showed up in the Flintstones. The little. The Jetsons. No, there's oh, like a Martian that shows up in the Flintstones. Yeah. I can't. He's wearing him. a helmet that's way big and it's got two antennas. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Coming off of it. Gotcha. <laughs> we got there. And uh, the antennas are <laughs> have little charges coming off of them. Sure. Standing next to him 
is a halfling in very nice all black clothing. Okay. A high collared coat comes up to his ears. And he has silvery white hair slicked back and glasses. He looks kind of like, if I had to give him a real life an, uh, analogy or analog, he looks like Tim Gunn. Do you know who Tim Gunn is? Yeah, we all know who Tim yes. Gunn is. Yes. All right. <laughs> he looks like Tim Gunn. Okay. But the halfling version. Sure. He's a very sharp dresser. Yes. And they come through the door. The door closes behind them. And he looks at you and he says, well, that's pretty hard to believe considering the fact that we were just in conversation in my office. I can only presume the organization of the Black Goblet. <laughs> Faster than I had imagined. Impressive, even. All right. Um, I'm going to take off the hat. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, uh, well, you're a hard man to get an appointment with. Well, you are early for yours. But you're here now. This changes things quite a bit. Where are, you, where are you from? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's not even really. It's not even really your turn. It's the dwarf's turn. Uh, Who's dwarf's turn? The dwarf. Yeah, 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 yeah no. So now it's Matthias's turn. So now we're back in the. Now we're back in. <laughs> now we're back in the uh, cylindrical chamber. That sweet yeah. sort of hospitality. <laughs> that that shit somewhere else. Like, I don't want you to get a chance to fuck with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, Dungeon Master Blake here. Just wanted to take a quick break from the game to tell you about our friends at Black Rabbit Service Company. Black Rabbit Service Company specializes in the sales, installation, repair, and service of all coffee brewing and dispensing systems. With over 25 years of combined industry experience and a true passion for specialty coffee, Black Rabbit Service Company is the clear choice to help you level up your coffee game. Let's let's say you're Dernan, running the Yawning Portal Inn in Waterdeep. When road-weary or aspirational adventurers come through your doors, you want to make sure that the coffee you serve them matches your legendary reputation. Well, Black Rabbit is here for you, Dernan. Just, just grab the nearest internet wizard and go to blackrabbitservice.com. That's blackrabbitservice.com. They can consult on your new layout, recommend equipment, sell you what you need, install it, and maintain and repair it over the years to come. So if a troll attack happens again and the steam wand gets broken on your brand new fantasy La Marzocco espresso machine, no problem. Black Rabbit will get it fixed for you faster than you can say mending spell. So... If you have any specialty coffee needs and you are in the Pacific Northwest or the L.A. area, you don't need to look anywhere else. Head on over to BlackRabbitService.com and level up your coffee game. 
That's blackrabbitservice.com. Back in the chamber, Matthias, you're no longer a dog. You just cast this thunder wave. You've seen Alok bash into one of these things, and Biggle destroyed it. Uh, yeah, I did some stuff, too. Yon Yon did some stuff, too. What do I, you do? I did this. Um, where I is the other one in relation to me? Uh, it's floating in the air about eight feet away from you. Okay. Um, you see the top of it is starting to glow. And it looks like it's about to raise up, like it, it, like the top of it is about to disconnect from, uh, from itself. All right. Um, can I hit it in melee range? Yes. Okay. You would have to maybe jump a little bit, but not too much. It's 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 fine. Okay. I am going to just from the back plow handle comes out, lights up with magical force mm -hmm. and nice. i just baseball swing yeah at it just Jumping like run up swing nice run up and just like swing at this thing okay yeah go for it all right come on baby natural one okay <laughs> <laughs> matthias was not you good know. at sports in school you know i mean just look at it look right I'll, I'll take it yeah. i'll take it <laughs> i'll take what happens yeah uh, what are you swinging at it with? You should have seen uh, my swing. shillelagh. <laughs> your shillelagh, which yeah. is now slipped out of your hands and fallen. No, I'm not going to do that. I mean, no, that's fine <laughs> if it does. No. Uh, does he fall off the scaffolding? Yeah, he falls and plummets to his death. Mm -hmm. You <laughs> plummet to your death. Wow. Down into the you shitty really sure roll water. better, Nick. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. You, you just misjudge how quick and nimble this thing is. And it whoosh, whiffs out of your swing and the top of it disconnects and a light lights up and I need all four of you, Biggle, Matthias, Alok, and Yon Yon to make dexterity saving throws. Oh God. Um I am so wise, I will evade the blades. <laughs> I'm a, uh, what was it? Dexterity saving throw, please. And if you thought I said wisdom, you're wrong. <laughs> what if you're so wise that you understand that the blades are just part of a waking dream? <laughs> Is that a still no? Easy. What did you all roll? 20. Hit me with some rolls. going to ask us. Uh, 14. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 15. Okay. Matthias. 14. 14. 20. 20. Holy shit, shit, you all save. Yeah. As I these, heard it coming and I told everybody. Yeah. Sounds like wisdom can be a good <laughs> dodging modifier. <laughs> hey, guys. You say machine speech. Um, <laughs> you hear them like, yeah, that's how you All these it, little, heard them getting, these like, little quarter-sized round blades just come <laughs> showering out of the top of this thing. And you all... Do a good enough jo uh, job of dodging out of the way completely, but uh, you still take some damage. Um, you take eight piercing damage. Damn, that's a lot, dude. Who, who does? We All of do. you. Damn. Um. 
Yon Yon. Yes. I thought. Wait. So b- these things aren't That's dead. Not right. There's still one alive. There's say. still one alive. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna cast uh, Firebolt at it. Okay. Great. Um, or actually, I'm gonna do Toll of the Dead. Um. Okay. It's already taken damage, so. It oh will... yeah, right. It disconnects. Uh, it has to make a Wisdom save, right? That's right. Yeah. You make. Oh save. God. It's been a long time since I've done this. Okay. I don't imagine what, that a metal construct would be yeah, good no, at Wisdom. A, yeah. I rolled a seven, so Sweet. that's not gonna be great for it. So it takes one d12. Yep. Uh, necrotic damage, is that correct? Yep. 12. <laughs> Loaded dice. Good roll. <laughs> Trevor. Yeah. If I could read to you, I, I'm, I'm going to read to you. No. <laughs> is it exactly it, 12? No. Oh. It's, it's the opposite. It it's doesn't seem to have any effect. Sick. Right on. 14. It's not alive, baby. They Can't be necrosed. <laughs> cool. Alok, what do you do? Um, I'm going to run over to the other side uh, where this other orb is hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to swipe it with Habsies again. Okay. I, I want to say it's a good thing that you're using Habsies. Because it's a magical weapon. Right. That is true. That's a 23? Yeah. Super hits. Okay. You clang into this thing. Damn it. Uh, I'm going to savage attacker. Reroll your damage? Yep. Oh. You are, your head is all over the place. I'm going to use Savage Attacker and okay. re-roll my damage. Great. And do I take the higher one? Uh, no. No. No, okay. Well, then I do uh, five damage. Okay. Dodge. Okay. You now... It is now your turn. You can try to turn on the charm with this gentleman that you presume to be Larry. How do you know what I presume? Although you did just confirm for me that it was in fact Larry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I think we, where'd we leave it off when you um, decided to run away like a rat? What are you, <laughs> you're talking to me, the DM? Yes. yes. I, because I didn't give you a turn on not your turn. Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, you started it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the middle of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you were early for your appointment. He said I was early. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then now we're going to have to change things. Yeah, you've taken off the hat. You are Dodge. Yes. And he says, uh... He says, well, clearly, I'm speaking to Dodge. Uh, yeah, listen, why don't we just take our meeting right now? He says... Is that uh, a good time? He says, unfortunately, what you, you want isn't quite in Congress with what I have planned. Okay. So, What do you know about that? What do I know about what exactly? What I want. 
He says, my Stand presumption. With your little stupid coat and talking about what I want. He, he says, ah, the classic Hanging Valley abrasiveness. Tasty, delicious. Okay. He says, my presumption is that you are here for some sort of perceived vengeance. Vengeance. On some sort of perceived slight. Oh, perceived. What What do you suppose I might have perceived as a slight exactly? Uh, you got something in mind? <laughs> he says, let's not, uh, let's not engage in this <coughs> laughable theater and let's get to the point. All right, then. You are in my way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're gesticulation, uh, yeah, I am just like, go ahead, man. Uh, uh, he says, uh, he says, you are in my way in the way that a puzzle piece from another puzzle finds its way into the box. Let me ask you something. You spend a lot of time sitting in your office thinking. More than most, yes. Mm -hmm. What do you think is more real? The world here where we are or them thoughts you think in your office? He says, an interesting philosophical inquiry. I'm asking what you think. It's, you could just tell me one or the other. My thought is that what I perceive, what I conjure up in my mind, in my office, as I contemplate the world that we find ourselves in, and the time that we find ourselves in, these ruminations get closer to the truth than the fiction that we have been sold, the world that we find ourselves comporting in. And so what is it you suppose I'm doing when you're sitting there? You are like a dog chasing his tail or like a rat scurrying around the sewer to survive in a world that has only given you scraps. And do you want to take any actions? Well, I'm sorry. I totally didn't. I totally messed up. This creature, my God, I cannot believe I described him as a kobold. He's a rat folk. He's a rat folk. This other creature. Okay. Good to know. He's 100% a rat folk. That's very good to know. And 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 so and when Larry looks at uh, when he says like a rat scurrying about the sewer, he he looks at this other creature who. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's that's my bad. Sometimes DMs make mistakes. Uh, I very okay. rarely do it, but I have a couple questions. We fire them. <laughs> my first question is: Did I see where Larry put his key card? No, you didn't even see him use one. Sure, that's true. As I gaze upon Larry, mm -hmm. 
what I am I to assume that he's a magic user of some kind? Uh, you can make an insight roll. Uh, in fact, why don't you just go ahead and roll a general perception roll at this point? Ten. Okay. You can't quite tell what his here. deal is, but you definitely get a sense that uh, there's people coming behind you again. I'm, um, I guess I'm going to hold my action if somebody tries to like lay hands on me, but I'm, I'm going to try to continue talking to Larry. Okay. He says, uh, he says, for my part, I can only assume that the rest of your traveling companions are following short behind you, which means I need to speed up my plan I really don't know where they are but um does this look familiar to you and I'm gonna pull out my dagger if that's a threat it's a shoddy weapon to pull out to make such a threat shoddy like describe it's describe to me what this weapon looks like he says I'm not sure what kind of mind game you are trying to play, but your mundane rickety dagger. I'm just trying to understand the person I'm speaking to right now and what the world looks like to them. All right. Uh, give me give me an insight roll. Seventeen. Ooh, okay. The only people that have seemed to recognize the value of this dagger so far other rogues are you and Horatio not the rogues the humans to everyone else this dagger looks like shit yeah uh he uh uh Larry says uh well as I indicated Time has grown short for me, as it has for all of us. <laughs> Nitwits. Let's, let's take him to the doctor. And Nitwit comes, and he goes, ah, of course, ah, and pulls out this rod from the side and comes walking towards you. And tries to jab you with this rod. Well, I guess, like at that point, I would probably use my action to mm-hmm. um, fly to the door. Okay. And on top of the door, I guess. Is that a thing? Uh, the door is no. The door is embedded into the I wall. I mean, the singing door. Oh, fly toward the singing door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you come out of the hallway, this one dwarf with the shaved head uh, is standing there again. And the other dwarves are coming down. The one that had turned himself big is still there. They're all coming down again, back off the scaffolding, angrier times 10 than they were before for having been deceived. And in fact, he goes, you fucking deceived me, bro. It's not my fault. You're stupid. I'm not stupid. I'm the leader here, and I'm going to smash your head in. And he tries to swing at you. 
Oh. Do you want to see what I rolled? Mm, not really. Okay. Are they attacking me on my turn? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a attack, it's an attack of opportunity as you fly by. Oh, okay. I guess I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you, do you feel that that's unfair? Honest question. Well, I mean, I think... <laughs> I guess the situation was posed as like we were meeting each other, not I, not that like I was just like rolling by. Also, I could use the disengage still as my bonus action if I wanted to, to avoid that. Okay, I'll uh, I'll allow that. Yeah, that that sounds great. You 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 fly toward the end of back out this passageway, and this dwarf is standing there, and you're able to hit the angle coming out of the passageway to yeah. fly up into the cavern. I'm good at flying now, bro. Yeah, fly dodging, and you you dodged out of the way because that would have been that would have been nighty night for you. Yeah. No, it's why they call you dodge. That's right. Back in the cavern, or the, not the cavern, the cylindrical chamber. <laughs> uh, Biggle, yeah. Aloc is trying to slam into this last one. You're not really able to hide. rock at it. You throw another rock at it. Yep. Great, go ahead. He knows what to do. Yeah. Do you still have advantage? No. All right. I miss. Well, unless an 11 hits. It does not. Okay. I miss. Um, <laughs> jump back to, you know what? Like, I, I even Let's, though the initiative order says it, uh, I'm going to stay in the cylindrical chamber for a minute. Right. I'm going to stay, stay in the cylindrical room. And Matthias, it'll be your turn. Um, <clears throat> so these, this final one mm-hmm. did like a, blade attack right it's, yeah it's it, uh it has an ability called blade hail yeah and so immediately when that happens that sounds sick like yeah. matthias doesn't that. know what to do <laughs> right but replayed all the chords before he even has a chance to react to what happens um an old wound on his shoulder which he's kind of been like nursing and hiding mm-hmm. like from where uh the silvery creature had right. stabbed him yeah when you were in tiger form yeah yeah the silvery creature had stabbed him in the in like the tiger shoulder mm-hmm. but like th- that wound hadn't fully healed mm-hmm. and he's kind of been keeping an eye on it but it hasn't really done anything mm-hmm. right like it's just been like healing slowly mm-hmm the wound the wound on his shoulder immediately bursts okay and out of it shoots three darts of magic missile <laughs> of magic missile of magic missile like Wait, three three Dru- druid magic missile yeah so like he doesn't he doesn't know what this thing is but for some reason it's defend it's like defending him okay in like a reflexive way. Okay. Um, You're going to have to explain to me mechanically what's happening. This is the feat aberrant dragon mark, which we talked about. Uh, I totally forgot about this. Yeah. I so totally this, forgot. This, this is aberrant okay. dragon mark, Blake. This is, this is, this is the feat aberrant dragon mark uh-huh. that showed up when he was hit by the creature, which yes. was a magical attack. Fuck. I, this conversation so happened in IRL six yes. months ago. So basically, it like it, the the wound itself is defending the host. Oh, tight. 
and Love out it. of that just shoots three magic missile darts. What do these magic missile darts look like coming out of your body? What are they? What are, like? They're not like little sparklers. Yeah, they're. Probably I mean, like they're completely penises. foreign. They they actually are. <laughs> Got them. These magic missile darts are of the same metallic. Um, structure that the Ooh. shapeshifter was. They look like bits of her. Yes, they look like Holy magic, sh- like metal shards. Diamond shards. The shootout. That's so three so of cool. them shoot right, out. Those are going to auto hit because it's yep. magic missile. So roll that two, damage. I don't think you two, can destroy this thing. One. So five plus three, eight. All right. They slam into it. Pew, and pew, yeah, and he's Matthias is shocked. By what just happened, mm-hmm. um, and he's gonna try and move out of the way as much as possible. Okay, I am a freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, Noob. he's. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> My body. <laughs> oh, uh, great. Well, since you're moving out of the way, this thing's gonna fly at the next closest person, which is Alok. Uh, well, I think Alok was the closest person anyway. It's whirling blades. It tries to charge into you with its whirling blades. Uh, and I duck. Well, we'll see about that. Um, does a 17 hit you? Not if I duck. Yeah, not if I duck, <laughs> Uh Yeah, that, that hits me, man. Oh, my God. It's going to hit you two times, dude. Well, then maybe I just... It's got multi-attack. Jump off the edge. You should do a super yeah. duck. Yeah, you should have done I that to begin with. My yeah, super duck. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I rolled pretty shitty damage though, so you only take ten slashing damage all all together. That's all. Just ten. <laughs> yeah, ten ten slashing damage against you, Alok. These things have multi attack. They are not. There's a reason they murdered all the rat folk. Uh, yon yon. I'm what do you do? Down. I'm doubling down on uh, speak with the dead. Or Toll no. the dead. Toll the dead. No, Bro, it's immune to necrotic. I'm <laughs> the joke, dude. Hardy, hard, hard. What's the joke? <laughs> Bro, I'm doing a bit where I suck at this game. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna firebolt it. Okay. That's uh, not gonna hit. That's... Hey. All right. It. Yeah, it nimbly <laughs> whisks around in the air. A lock. Well, if you're going to hit me like that. And then I'm going to swing halfsies at it. And. Otherwise, I would have been cool. Been I thought cool. you were going to go into something where you have to like try to have like a romantic relationship with it. Just you get like a table down with it. a white cloth. <laughs> put out some <laughs> wine and try to convince it to be our friend. Uh, that's a 19. Yeah. Sorry. Hits. Okay. Roll damage. So that's 12 plus uh, strength. So five, 18. 15. Wait, what, 17, what did you roll? 17. He rolled a 12 on a d12. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So And you uh, have a plus five to your damage? That can't be well, right. It says plus strength, which is... Plus three. Oh, it's plus three. So yeah. uh, 15. Oh, my God. Once again... This thing is shooting sparks into the air. It explodes. Not quite. Can it be on my turn? 
It, uh, <laughs> now we are going to cut back into the room, into the chamber with Dodge. And Dodge, uh, you're flying in the air. Yeah. This one dwarf that has enlarged itself. Yeah, he can't keep, He can't reach me, though. He can't. With one hand, he grabs one of his friends. Oh, no. And with the other hand, he grabs the other friend. I don't like that. And he hucks them both at you. Whoa. This guy's got lame hands. Okay. That's sick. One of them, <clears throat> Wilhelm screams his way <laughs> in a miserable arc. <laughs> I just I just found out I also have a feat that gives me plus five aerial AC. <laughs> But the other one is going to hit you. But now, at this point, one of them just goes wide. Yeah. It was his left hand. He's a right-handed guy. Yeah. Uh, but Thank the other goodness. one slams into you. You don't take any damage from that. But now, at this point, we're going to grapple. Oh, no. Can You're I have dexterity? To... Yep. I oh, prefer that. God. It's going to use strength to hold on to you. So, come here, you little shit. No. <laughs> sorry i rolled a 15 and they have a plus two to strength so yeah. yeah he grabs onto you solid and then what did we establish on the carrying weight of these boots he's just a dwarf right uh we did establish that you could carry tp okay this thing is about two tps so you're slowly coming down toward the ground i'll say okay you're gonna have to shake this guy off but yeah, i'm gonna wait real good it's his turn why because it's the dwarf's turn and he got thrown up to you. Should you have to make like a also a dex just to like hang, just to even grab me to begin with? Uh, he got thrown toward you and slammed into you, slammed and then he used a strength you. grapple check to hold on to you. I I, here's what I am going to say: he's going to have disadvantage to hit you because it's too awkward to hold on to you and attack you. Like I just don't know if I'm willing to set this precedent. <laughs> We'll see how much longer it becomes relevant because I rolled, with disadvantage, I rolled a 14 and a 17. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Oh. Dodge. Come, Come here, you little shit. Grabs onto you, reels back awkwardly with his pick, and just sinks it into your chest. Can we land in the water at least? Sure. You don't know that because you're, I'm guessing, yeah. at this point, Well, how unconscious. much does he hit me for? He hits you for 10 damage. Yeah, that's enough. I'm sorry. Nine. Is nine enough? Nine is not enough. Did nine is not, not enough? Did say that I was at 10? Yeah. At the beginning you didn't take any session? damage at the start of this? When would I have taken damage? I don't know. I don't recall taking damage. No, you no. Didn't. You take nine damage. Okay. So I'm at one then. Yes. Holy shit. Uh, that's three of them. The other two uh, throw rocks at you. Oh, come on. You're going to get taken down by rocks. <laughs> oh, no. They both what? miss. They both miss. I rolled a 10 and a 5. I don't think you're... Uh, well, what's your AC? It's 13. <laughs> I don't like those eyebrows. It's a plus 4 to hit. I think the 10 hits you. So, yeah, that's, that math does check out. Yeah. So then that puts me to zero. It, at least. Yeah, the rocks are there. Floating in the air. 
this dwarf hanging on to you. He just sunk his pickaxe into your chest. You're looking down at it, and you look up just in time to see a rock right between the eyes. <laughs> what a shitty way to go out. Mm, too bad. So you're unconscious? I'm at, wait, so yes. if he goes unconscious, then, because the boots just cast a fly spell, right? So he loses concentration yeah, on the spell, and they just fucking I don't know. plummet into the earth. I mean, any damage, any damage you take when unconscious is a uh, failed, a failed death, death save. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to worry about that. Okay. I was more worried about this dwarf. Taking well, I would like the dwarf to take some falling damage. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting. I will, I'm not, if, if the dwarf, if I have to take falling damage for the dwarf to take falling damage, I accept that deal. <laughs> okay. I will. Do you want me to roll a d6 falling damage and you take a death save? Yes. Fail? All right. I accept. It was two damage. Worth, Worth it. it. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to roll for the other guy too that got hucked at you. Yeah, he should be dead. I also rolled a two for that. That guy he missed. didn't even catch. That yeah. guy got slammed into the wall. I'll roll two. Yeah, two of them got two thrown. D6. That guy oh, should yeah. be dead. That's what I'm talking about. Two, dude, two got thrown. That's going to be falling damage. One the guy grappled. He's got two he gets falling legs, damage. Yeah, something, something out of that. When no, no, was no. the last time you got picked up by a guy who was 15 feet tall and thrown across a cave? I lived to tell the tale. Just standard Thursday night for me. You'd be getting up to after that. Yeah. So Blake, explain your your model there, right? Like, no. So the guy that was attacked, two guys got thrown at Dodge. One of them totally missed. Yep. I rolled 2d6 bludgeoning damage for him to fall. Does that sound fair? I, I think 2d10s, maybe. No, you have to on the stalagmites. 20 feet. Yeah, 20 feet of damage. Sounds right. right. Uh, the other guy fell with Dodge. Oh, I rolled okay. a d6 bludgeoning damage. I can double it if you guys think it's so not the, fair. So the like, other guy, so the other guy gets thrown, <laughs> hits Dodge. He's gonna fall regardless. That's what that's what I said. One guy got two guys got thrown. How many times do I have to say it? Two guys got thrown at Let's Dodge. One this. totally missed. Yep. He took two d six bludgeoning damage. He died. <laughs> He's dead. Uh, Which the him. other one grabbed onto Dodge, and when Dodge became unconscious, he fell with Dodge, and he took a d six of bludgeoning damage. Sick. Yeah. And tracks. So did Dodge. So did Dodge. <laughs> two damage. Yeah. I took a failed save. And you took a failed save. All right. I'm going to wake up in the doctor. Back in the Let's cylinder. Let's get back to the real story. Yeah, okay? get back to the real story, which <laughs> Three, is Three, four Biggle. people try to kill two orbs. Which is, <laughs> which is Biggle turning his fist to stone and punching the fuck out of this flying robot. All right, let's do Let's do it. What does it look like? Tell me how it looks. I just did. What kind of stone? I just did. <laughs> and that's an 11 again, and I missed. <laughs> <laughs> you say, come here, you little shit, and you jump at it, and you miss. Uh, Matthias. Walks away. Um... <laughs> You pull a piece of pizza out of your pocket. Yeah, he's still got the shillelagh active. Or no, did I lose it? No. No, no, you didn't lose oh, yeah, it. I was just joking. Uh, yeah, he's going to swing the shillelagh at the orb. All right, great. Uh, does a uh, 17 hit? Yes, it does. Okay, great. I think it's a 12 is the number we're looking for. And that is going to be... D8 plus three, uh, eight. You jump up and tell me how it looks. You destroy. Uh, so he just had like his shoulder just explode in man in like metal shards shooting out yeah. of it. And this thing, and he, I think he would do like a big upswing mm -hmm. versus like 
a downswing to try and like catch it. Okay. And I think when he hits it up, it ricochets off of the bent part of the ladder uh, up above ladder, you. Yeah. And which ricochets it down against the wall and then just fizzles into the water. Yeah, it pinballs itself. Ping, pong, ping, 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 down, up against the wall, up against the scaffolding, down into the water. You guys have destroyed these two machines. Finally. <laughs> now what? Gonna go do the same to Larry. Okay. So yeah. the ladder is broken at the top, so we can't yeah. go all the way up. Yeah, the we ladder. gotta go down. But... We go down to the See, second level. Well, we have to go. We have to follow Dodge. The descent is down. Right. Down farther. Right. Farther than right. the second. Keep going. We're following you. That's right. Yes, down the ladder. Let's go. Okay, yeah, so you guys go down the ladder. You go past the second scaffolding. Matthias, even not in dog form anymore, you're getting a good sense of tracking. Um, and, yeah, you can see that the door at the bottom one is cracked open. And uh, you, go down, you go down the cylinder all the way to the bottom. You go through the door. You follow for a little bit longer, and then you come to... You come out of a hallway, and you see ahead of you are some dead rat folk corpses leaning up, uh, that were leaning up against a door. And this door has a bunch of rat folk bloody handprints on it. Ew. And sitting there up against the door, shivering and wet, ears tucked back. Is TP. I am. And he's looking, he's just looking at this door. He doesn't notice that you guys are coming. I immediately grab his face, like under the chin, uh huh, and just say, There is fucking Dodge. And that's gonna do it for this week. So, Dodge was abandoned by TP, and now he's unconscious and alone. This seems bad, and Matthias must know it intuitively because he is pissed. Can the party catch up to Dodge in time before it gets worse? Also, what in the world happened in the cavern of the singing door when it sound blasted Dodge's brain? And what was that vision slash memory he had? What kind of damage is this door thing going to do to the rest of the party if they even make it there in time to help Dodge? To find out, tune in next time for Episode 9 of The Singing Door. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, there are a couple ways you can do that. First, tell people about it. Share the show with someone who you think will enjoy it. Secondly, please just take a quick moment and leave us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. It helps us out a ton, and the feedback is super appreciated. Lastly, you can become a patron. Just go over to patreon.com slash diceboyspodcast and find a tier of support that makes sense for you. Uh, regardless of what you choose, all patrons get access to more Dice Boys content in the form of our supplementary podcast called Bonus Action, uh, where we kind of go behind the scenes of the show and uh, also cover a range of topics related to D&D and gaming. 
And uh, you also get access to the Dice Boys Discord, where you can see DM notes and maps and chat with us and other listeners. Um, I just posted some new maps that correspond to this particular episode, uh, including a map of the cavern of the Seen Door and uh, a couple of the sewer rooms where the encounters happen. So uh, if you want to go a little deeper with us, Patreon's the place to go to do that. So again, that's patreon.com slash Dice Boys Podcast. All right. That's it. Thanks, everyone. As always, thanks for all the games that you're playing, the stories that you're telling, and the moments that you're making. Don't stop. Keep it up. And remember, the right play is the fun play.